Good evening and welcome to The Rock Show with Ian and Jamie. It's a very special rock show this evening. We will be playing a selection of our favourite songs from last Saturday's Eurovision Song Contest. Hang on a second. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? I didn't write that. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're doing this. Southern Brotherhood in a track called Hurts My Heart for kicking us into the rock show this evening on a Wednesday night. Welcome along to Swindon 105.5. Good evening. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely timed. And the guitar player on that track, you know who the guitar player on that track is? Devon Ullman. Greg Ullman's son. I do, but do you know who the drummer is on that I don't, track? but I suspect he's related to somebody. <laughs> um, it's Yonick Scott from the Derek Trucks man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, really good. It, it, I mean, if you were if you were wondering whether Southern Rock died off mm. with with you know the Ullman brothers and whether Blackstone Cherry are the only people keeping it alive, no. I, I, I just not too sure about the name of the band. I need some work. Which that which which Royal Southern Brotherhood. I don't know. Sounds a little bit kind of. Does no, it? White hoods in the clearing, sort of. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We'll move along. No, it doesn't sound like that at all. No. What, what, what books have you been reading this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. News this week. Roger Daltrey. <laughs> this is this is funny. I had to, to snigger when I read this. Roger Daltrey threatened to stop a Who gig this week after smelling marijuana coming up from the audience. But presumably because they were passing it around or what? I mean. <laughs> apparently somebody in the front row was... <laughs> the singer smelled the smoke and he, apparently he's allergic to the smoke. Right. It's, well, I, I'm and not that's, sure whether... That's his story and he's sticking to <laughs> it. <laughs> he informed the crowd that the show will be over if the smoker continued, adding, so it's your choice. I can't do anything about it. I'm doing my best. Absolutely. So apparently the guy put it out and, and, and didn't carry on. Fans reportedly began chanting, eat it, <laughs> as an alternative. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I really do. I think that's gas.
Ross has been talking this week, I don't know if you've seen this, about women in rock and saying that they cast a romantic spell. She also believes that every band should have a girly in it because that's what these are her words, not mine. Okay. I hasten to add. So it keeps the drummer in line? Um, because it's always going to make the more cooler stuff are happening. And the other than if it's just a bunch of guys. It's ultimately ultimately more romantic no matter what. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean Stevie Nicks. She can say what she likes, absolutely. And, and she has added everything to every band she's ever been in. I still think that track that she did with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers was their best track ever. If you remember that one? Yes. Stop Dragging My Heart Around? We, we should play that again. We haven't we played should. that for about a year. We'll play that again. We'll play that next week. Yeah, yeah. That's an awesome track. We'll play that again. So Stevie Nicks, get more girlies in bands. That's what, she, that's, that's what she seems to want. Well, we've, we've had this conversation with a couple of the bands we've interviewed over the last couple of weeks who are, they've, they, they, they've got female lead singers. Yeah, well, we had Triaxis last week mm. who were a male drummered band. As a male drummered band, absolutely. Because when, yeah, I think if you have enough females in the band, they stop being female-fronted bands and it mm. stops being a thing. They just happen to have, you know, women in the band. And we've got some Courtney Love coming up a bit later on, um, some of her solo And she wasn't in the band, though. She, she, she had a band, but she wasn't in the band. That didn't count. What, so she wasn't in her own band, is yeah, what yeah, you're it saying? Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. Okay. Because it was Courtney Love. It, was, it wasn't, you know, I mean, take her away and the band disappears completely. Nobody, name the other four members of Hole. Go I on. have no idea. See, see, see. And I like my grunge. <laughs> but this is Courtney Love without Hole as well. Okay. So it's even more Courtney than Hole. Okay, so we're going to start with Mark Knopfler without Dire Straits. Mark Knopfler is touring at the moment. Yes. <clears throat> and I haven't seen anybody on the tour. I haven't seen any of the gigs on the tour. I think the UK leg has just started, right? Uh, I think he played at the weekend, his first UK gig at the weekend. I think so. And my brother saw him in Dublin two weeks ago and he reckons that he's as good as he ever was and the band are just awesome so I'm now looking for a late ticket to a Mark Knopfler gig anybody got a late ticket for a Mark Knopfler gig call us here on the studio 07900 <laughs> we'll, we'll offer you a fair price Great news this week. Uh, whispering Bob Harris from the Old Grey Whistle Test. And, yes. yeah. We remember Whispering Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we can't do the whole this whole segment whispering at each other. It's not oh, going to work. No, no, it's not. No, it'd be weird apart from anything else. <laughs> um, it's been announced through Audio Boom, who I think he's had a partnership for quite a while now, that they're going to be releasing six previously unheard interviews conducted by Bob Harris. Okay. With whom? Um, I haven't actually managed to find out who all six people are. The first one is Robert Plant. Okay. It's going to be released this Friday, and then there's one interview released every other Friday. When were they done? And was it was it a, what is it whistle test interviews, or was it part of his later series? I think they're mainly from the Bob Harris vaults or whatever it was called. He did 
Do, do you know after. that library thing that he's got? Um, <clears throat> he does this thing, he's still doing it at the moment, where he invites musicians into, I think it looks like his house, mm. um, and he stands there and they play a couple of tracks and then they have a bit of a chat and they're surrounded by his, you know, record collection and all that sort of stuff. That kind of, th- that, that, that kind of thing, would that be, I mean, he's got some really good people on that and some, he's breaking some new music on that as yeah, well. Yeah, I think the, these are older ones because they, they were all from Whispering Bob's Legends Vault. Right, okay. Um, this is, again, I'm reading this, these are not my words, because they are exclusively available via Audio Boom online platform, okay. iOS and Android apps. So that's really so exclusive. So they're exclusive to anybody, anybody who isn't living in 1972. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, come on, who cannot access one of those? But it depends on what year they've done, because Robert Plant went through sort of a phase where he was really, really dull and tedious mm. um, in his interviewing, and then occasionally he goes through these, and I think he's in the middle of one now, where actually any time he's interviewed these days, it's really interesting and really insightful, and, you know, he talks about his, his musical journey and where he's going and what he's doing. It, it, it does bring up the question of why are they unheard? Why are they unreleased? <laughs> well, so if, if you're lucky enough to have access to one of those exclusive platforms, mm. Friday the 29th of May, go down and track down an unheard Robert Plant interview with Whispering Bob. Because uh, bear in mind that if, if Robert Plant might not have remembered that he did it... <laughs> Some Sunny Landreth for you. Track called Where They Will, 28 minutes past 8 o'clock here on The Rock Show. I've been so long in an ebb Sonny Landreth there, one of the most awesome guitar players that you're going to hear. He's a slide guitar player with just an awesome technique. He really, if you, if you ever watch him live and you see him, like he, he pops up every year at the Eric Clapton mm. guitar festivals. Um, and if you ever watch him live, because I play guitar and I play slide guitar and I bought his first album and I thought I don't really understand what he's doing. And then I saw him playing live and now I understand physically what he's doing. I've just no comprehension of how he physically does it. <laughs> But he does have a an astounding technique. He's one of those guitar players who behind the scenes, well, not really behind the scenes, every guitar player in the world knows him, if you like, but um, in the broader scheme of things, you know, you've got Slash and you've got Eric Clapton, you've got BB King, everybody knows those guys. But Sonny Landreth is one of those guitar players who moves things along, you know, and just shows the rest of the guitaring world that something else can be done. And it's it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's Sonny Landreth. And we'll have more of that. I think we'll have more Sonny Landreth next week as well. Yeah, I've, I've actually recently, because he also appeared on the Classic Rock Summer Days album. Mm. And I, I must admit, like you were saying, I've never really paid a great deal of attention to him. So I and, and after hearing that, I immediately went to the iTunes <laughs> and purchase some stuff. The iTunes next to the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. That's where. Yeah, that's where. That's where it was all there. The Facebook, the Twitter. We're going to move along with the Milk Carton Kids. I love that name. The honey, Milk Carton Kids. Sing another song, honey. Won't you please be gone? You said a metal shape with that honey still. Honey, won't you? Honey, please hold that honey still. 
Well, this is The Rock Show, and you were just listening to the Milk Carton Kids with Honey Honey. We do it all here. We do it all here. We mentioned Americana and folk, mm. and we did some... Yeah, a little bit Simon and Garfunkel there, I think. It is a bit. Have you seen that story this week? Simon and Garfunkel. Um, Art Garfunkel is mm-hmm. basically saying, <laughs> reports are saying, he only made friends with Paul Simon when they were at school because he felt sorry for him because he was very ickle and was getting picked <laughs> on. <laughs> just like Art Garfunkel, the worst superhero. <laughs> Garfunkel, I was ickle at schooling or picked on our Garfunkel, never made friends with me and became superstars. <laughs> I could just see him perched on top of two buildings, looking out for small children being bullied and swooping down. Swooping down with his shining dome. And that's not that's not a mask, ladies and gentlemen, that's his hairline. <laughs> poor art, poor art. Prong there, cover of Neil Young's Cortez the Killer. I thought I recognised that. Mm. I do love that band. They've just, um, they've had, shall we say, a fairly eclectic range of members throughout their careers. Like They've had like eight different drummers. Really? Yeah, eight drummers and about seven bassists. <laughs> Even to Prume, who's in White Zombie, okay. used to drum for these guys. Okay, so yeah, they've been around. They've been around a long time and no one seems to have heard of them. I spoke to a few of my metal-influenced friends this week. Do you think it's because everybody's embarrassed to be able to tell their girlfriends and their mums, you know, that they've just bought an album by a band called Prong? Quite possibly. <laughs> I mean, the most famous hit is Snap Your Fingers, Snap Your Neck. Yeah, I know that one, yeah, yeah. But um, that was made famous by Six Feet Under a Demon Hunter, not them, so... <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Paul. <laughs> That's a bit of a shame. Well, we hope they're getting royalties. <laughs> Hopefully. Neil Young, speaking of that, that being a Neil Young track, and an interesting version of that, actually. I prefer that mm. version. I do like the intro. I do like the fact that you're three minutes in before the lyrics. Yeah. I like that. It's too short on Neil Young's, especially yeah. on the Live West album. You get about four bars and he's in. Mm. But I really like what they've done with that. Um, I don't like what Neil Young has done with his latest song. I yeah. have to admit. Now, I, I've said this before, I think. I'm, I, but mm. he's released a promo track for a new song. The song is called a rock star books a coffee shop okay and it's his anti-monsanto anti-starbucks thingy basically um he's the, the whole album it's recorded interestingly enough with willie nelson's two sons lucas and micah and it's named after the uh, agricultural company who specialize in genetically modified things this has been a hobby mm. horse of neil young's for quite a few years now um and he says on his website, an alliance is a pact or coalition or a friendship between two or more parties made in order to advance common goals and to secure common interest. Starbucks and Monsanto are members of the Grocery Manufacturer Alliance. The GMA has sued the state of Vermont to overturn the people's will to mandate GMO labelling. We've had this conversation about this stuff before. It's not really a rock show, but we, we like to get into the politics of stuff now and again, right? What I don't like is the fact that his song is not very good. No, it's, it's not. And it's, it's lyrically, it's abysmal. It's quite clumsy, isn't it? And the thing is, Neil Young c- can write. I mean, I mean, he's, he's a good songwriter. When he was an angry young man, his protest songs mm. were, were proper songs and properly good songs and still last the test of time. These protest songs are just not very good. No. And, and I don't know whether he's no longer... Maybe it's like Billy Connolly's humour. Do you remember when Billy Connolly was poor and angry and young? Yeah. And his comedy was just like so... It was it was brutally funny. I mean, properly funny. And now it's it's kind of... 
old and comfortable and gentle. Okay. Yeah, I just wonder if he's, he's maybe going too much with this whole stripping everything back and making everything really simple. And it, it's too it's simple. song lyrics now as, yeah, but, as well. Yeah, but Heart of Gold, how stripped back and simple can you get? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Great song, wonderful songs. His, his stuff now is just clumsy and it's awkward and it's. It, it, I don't th- it, because it's clumsy and it's awkward I don't think it's getting the job done no. that's my objection with bad protest songs a good protest song can change the world a bad protest song turns everybody off to your message whatever that message might be I am H.O. obviously <laughs> <laughs> coming up to what time are we at coming up to 11 minutes to 9 o'clock here on the rock show we're going to take you towards the news with uh, the zombies and time of the season of the season Love runs high in this time. Give it to me easy. It's the zombies and time of the season. We've gone all summer of love, still, right? Very Woodstock. Very Woodstock. Some surprising news uh, broke. I think yesterday morning I first heard it. Bruce Springsteen has apparently finished recording his new album. Really? And it's now in the mixing stages and it should be released in the summer. I didn't think Bruce Springsteen had any plans. No, he, nothing's been announced. No, he hasn't said he's in the studio. He hasn't said he's got plans to record. He's just gone in, recorded an album. Nice. It's now being mixed and well, I say nice. we shall have it in the summer. We, we'll hear it first and then decide whether it's nice or not, shall Ooh, we? Don't, don't be worried about the boss. <laughs> we get all sorts of all sorts of complaints. I bet we will. I bet we will. T-Rex and London Boys, four and a half minutes to nine o'clock. I always think that song, he recorded that as a joke. Half of his stuff, yeah. I think he was having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Speaking of new albums, we mentioned um, Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Paul McCartney has been writing and recording for the soundtrack to a new animated film, High in the Clouds, which is based on his own 2005 children's book of the same name, um, about a squirrel called Wirrell fleeing from human development <laughs> okay so it's 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 an enviro conscious mm-hmm. um, book which with, with presumably an enviro conscious soundtrack um, and he's got he's recording it with guess who Lady Gaga Lady Gaga will be guest vocaling on this Maka um, and Gaga Maka and Gaga um, Enviro Consciousness <laughs> Sounds like a really the, bad double act for yeah, kids It does, doesn't it? But the Enviro Conscious um, Maka with the girl in the meat dress <laughs> yeah. So I'm not quite sure um, where, where, the, where the synergy is Maybe to she, use common He's staple soya bacon to her for the, for the live shows Maybe they will Maybe they will <laughs> Graham Parker and the rumour taking us to the news don't go away Back to the rock show. I got a good reason for loving you. I 
Definitely a country rock feel to the show tonight. We're digging it. We're digging it. That's Richie Foray and Kind Woman with I'm reliably informed by my sidekick here. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young and Kenny Loggins on backing vocals there. That's a really nice song. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I've got I've been all country rock. I don't know what was going on when I was choosing some of these this morning. It's, uh, it's a very different show. Can you do a seven accent? Cause I, <laughs> I, I can. Do you oh, know good. what? I got a job once, about 20 years ago, I got a job in a country and western band on the condition that I could fake a Carolina <laughs> accent for the entire summer season. Right? And, and, and my, my, my objective here was to make sure that I could do the accent well enough as long as nobody from that state was there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you could do the accent, I'm going to have to do something else really should we not go there? No, let's just, just join us next week for the Country and Western show on Swindon 105.5. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm going to play some King's X for you. This is definitely not Country and Western. suppose you happen to catch any of Radio 1's big weekend over the weekend? Um, I'm going to say no. Was it a big weekend on Radio 1? It was, it, you know, the big Radio 1's big weekend, the festival they do. They used to do, the, the, the one after the one on the beach. When yeah. I was, when I was, when I was that a kid, they used to do Radio was, 1 on the beach. Channel 4 on the beach now. I think Is T4 that? do on the beach and Radio 1 do on the tours and it gets different places. It was in oh, Swindon okay. a few years ago. Oh, okay. The Foo Fighters headlined this, this year. Oh, good. so it was very a big cool. weekend. Up in Norwich, very cool. In Norwich? In Norwich, yeah. Okay. Um, one one thing slightly concerns me, which is um, Dave Grohl. Um, he, Dave Grohl concerns you. Well, he came onto stage and he thanked the warm-up band, as he called them, which was Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, he then went on to say, and I quote, "I'm officially obsessed. She may want to get a restraining order." Oh, okay. Best best warn your prey <laughs> before you go hunting. <laughs> I mean, Dave, dude, like... How does she like being called the warm-up? I, I don't know. I, I haven't actually heard a comment from her. But, <laughs> yeah, Dave Grohl officially obsessed and threatening to stalk Taylor Swift. Oh, that's just brilliant. Brilliant. Well, good luck with that, Dave. Good luck with that. Good luck with the lawyers as well. I think I think Taylor has the resources to be able to take you on. I, I'd imagine so. Speaking of which, this is Courtney Love. Courtney Love, nobody's daughter. You got very peaceful. You don't hear Courtney Love like that a lot, do you? No. But the whole album is kind of similar to us. Really sort of entrancing cool. album. Cool. 
Cool. Led Zeppelin. Do you remember last year we were talking about how Led Zeppelin are being sued by a band called Spirit? Yes, for the intro to Stairway. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Um, they finally responded officially in legal papers filed last week. Um, it's quite funny that there's a couple of quite things, because it's, it's funny the legal speak that you have to go through yeah. to actually do this. So obviously they've uh, they've responded and um, documents claim Jimmy Page had been exposed to the music when the bands toured together during Zepp's first US trip, but the guitarist last year obviously informally um, dismissed his suggestion as ridiculous. So the papers now flatly refute the accusation of copyright breach and say the band don't have enough knowledge of the case to answer it. Okay, because it's 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 obviously slipped from memory. Yeah. Um, they do admit to playing a medley that included a spirit track during live shows in '68 and '69, but not that spirit track necessarily okay. that they can remember. And one section reads because they have to answer all of the aspects of the complaint. This is the bit that I love. <laughs> right, answering paragraph 11 of the first amended complaint, including the first amended complaint's footnote one, defendants admit that Led Zeppelin has indeed been called one of the greatest bands in history. <laughs> And its member were and are exceptionally talented, but otherwise deny each and every allegation contained in the paragraph 11. <laughs> I, they need to sack their publicist because so the that's awful. <laughs> so, well, the fact that they have the, the fact that they have been allegedly they are allegedly exceptionally talented has been accepted. <laughs> you know, I think that's brilliant. Oh, that's wonderful. Zeppelin that's... are allegedly very talented. Great. <laughs> So this morning, I'm looking up the details from the New Darkness album. Okay. I wanted to find out when it was released, because you should probably get somewhere to play on the rock show. Indeed. And I stumbled across, because I haven't really looked into this, on the Justin Hawkins page. And okay. after I got over the disgust at the URL, which is justinhawkinsrocks.co.uk, <laughs> I mean, how conceited. What's wrong with that? You'd be conceited, having your own website, Justin Hawkins Rocks. Well, why not? What else would you call it? Justin Hawkins is a little bit embarrassed. Well, just justinhawkins.co.uk. <laughs> That's what you already taken. Or Justin Hawkins, the guy out of the darkness with a silly haircut.co.uk. <laughs> but I was surprised that there was a link to pre-order the album, which is pretty standard nowadays. Okay. But it led you through to a pledge music campaign. Okay. So then it's not just, you know, pay your nine ninety nine for your album. They seem to have somehow funded this through the Pledge Music campaign again. And to be fair to them, there's some interesting stuff on there. You can get um, a signed CD, I think, for about £17.50. Okay. So all the bands signed the CD, £17.50. Not bad if you're a big fan of the band. I yep. mean, they're only doing a thousand, so that's quite a cool thing to have. They've also got guitar pedals that are designed by band members and signed collection of guitars and basses designed and okay. signed by band members just when you know the darkness having to do a pledge music campaign it is interesting we had this we talked about them a wee while ago so obviously justin was in rehab and has come out and is is better um and they've trailed the new single off the new album which i didn't realize was crowdfunded because mm. i didn't really they must be you know out of out of contract with a record I, i'm assuming it is by the fact it's on the pledgemusic.com mm. website because it's, in my view, the two tracks that I've heard of it so far, this is promising to be, for me, their best album yet. Mm. It's the least cheesy. It's the one where they seem to have just knuckled down and just had some fun and done some proper rock and roll. Good old-fashioned stuff. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and what, what are the things that they're doing? I haven't seen any other bands do that I think is really quite cool, is you can get a set list. So one of the old set lists from the shows when they've been touring, yeah. they've obviously 
kept all these and you can get those signed by the band do you know so you're obviously not into the whole local bands crowdfunding to do their EP because that's one of the stock standard things that small bands offer isn't I see it? I, have, I haven't seen that one before no. well, maybe it's just always eluded me because the picture doesn't look cool well, yeah, it hasn't I mean, got a picture of an album or a guitar on it. So. No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it's just a piece of paper with somebody's, you know. And, and if they spill beer on it halfway through, kind of thing, yeah. you, you get this thing that's falling apart in the post, and you've actually paid fifteen quid for it. But no, that's a standard thing. It's really cool that they're doing it. You just wonder, you know, if, if you were at the gig, how 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 valuable that set list is going to be, kind of thing. It's just mm. one of those little artifacts and little trinkets that you kind of get. I didn't realise it was crowdfunded. No, and if you're interested, you can head over to pledgemusic.com. Um, just search the darkness only things left actually have done really well everything sold except for 74 copies of a limited edition colour vinyl signed by the band as well when they're not doing Christmas singles oh, oh you're playing the darkness oh you found some rock and roll ending they were the future of music they were going to be the saviours of classic British rock weren't they yeah and look what happened and, well now now we said the next album the next album's out on June the 1st yep the last of our kind the last of our kind we're going to play some of that next week because you know what it sounds it is really sounding good. good it does sound really good Motley Crue are asking fans do you remember last week we talked about was it Five Finger Death Punch yes we're talking about how the future of touring music is, is going to be not you know booking a gig and then selling tickets it's going to be asking your fans where, where you, you want, want to, to play go. and the result will be exactly the same you'll end up playing in big cities where your fans live right yep. Motley Crue are asking fans to help plot the European leg of their final tour the band have set up a website at www.demand.motley.com on which the fans can vote for their hometown right so London obviously perhaps you know Berlin Amsterdam mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know that's where they're going to end up the small villages the provincial towns obviously <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I just don't get it. Well, you, you end up, you end up with exactly the same result. What's the problem? What's yeah. the point? And it's daft because what you're going to do is get, you know, some tiny little city yeah. or town that's got the only venue you can play is the town hall, which holds 300 people. So and by the time Motley Crew get in there, it holds nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, do you know what we should do? Do you remember on Saturday when Jack Wilcher's goal won the goal of the season? Yes. Right? Because the um, Arsenal fans set up a Twitter campaign for about two hours and billions of them apparently all voted for the one thing. Right, what we should do, we want Motley Crue to play the Bear in Devizes, okay? <laughs> So we need a Twitter campaign to get Motley Crue to play the Bear and Devizes. That's what we want. I'm, I'm going to set that up right now. And I reckon about 120,000 signatures will do it on the on the uh, demand.motley.com. Mm. I'm not too sure how the Bear and Devizes are going to feel about this. I don't know. <laughs> I reckon it'll be the first full night they've had for quite a while. <laughs> It could be the last time they have in Motley Crue's It could be good. It could be good. It could be fantastic. Do you know what? Let, let's start that, right? Okay, join in. The Bear and Devizes. Motley. Okay, we'll ask them first. We should ask them first. Because we might not all fit in the cellar bar. Mm. It's a small stage. <laughs> <laughs> but Motley Crue have asked us to vote for where Let's we get want them playing the bowl. Sorry? You get them playing the bowl. You get, you know, we can make some money that what, way. What, the town bowl? Yeah. Swindon Town. Hmm. In the little bowl stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, the concrete stage. That'd yeah. be great for the sound production. And they can't destroy that, are you? <laughs> 
I don't know. Then they'll try. I see what they did to Hollywood. <laughs> Lock and load from the Dead Daisies. I co-wrote the song, and I think it's pretty cool. Here it goes. Let it roll. It's a band called Lock and Load. You heard Slash introducing them. Back to call the Dead Days as the track's oh, called sorry, Lock and Load. Sorry, I beg load. your pardon. I don't, I don't, the <laughs> the painkillers are kicking in. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring some more in off that album next week because loving them. Sounds awesome. It's a new album released two weeks ago, so. Great stuff. Go and get it. Good. Um, so, do you want some tour news for Go this for week? It. Well, firstly, the Prodigy have announced a tour. Um, quite a few dates across Europe in both November and December. Public Enemy to support. I saw that they were touring together. I'm mm. not sure they were great mix, but again, who, who's going to support whom kind of thing was, was the first well, person it, that came it's, to mind. it's quite clear that Public Enemy are supporting the Prodigy. Okay. From Is that... Mm, yeah, are they, are they on the way back around or are they, are they still on the way down? The Prodigy, their new album... <laughs> no, no, I mean Public Enemy. I don't know about Public Enemy. Mm. Um, but the new album from the Prodigy is really good. Okay. Really good album. I have to admit, I was never a fan. Okay, well, th- th- this one you'll enjoy. This is more, more, more your taste. You know that Deep Purple are embarking on a fairly size 27 dates, I think, across Europe. Mm. Coming up, uh, starting in October. Yep, yep. Support Act has been announced this week. Who's that? Do you care to have a guess? Uh, could be anybody, couldn't it? It'd be very close. It's the rival sons. Oh, support To support Deep Purple okay. on all 27 dates. Because they couldn't get Led Zeppelin. Yeah, probably. So, so they get the next best sounding thing. That's oh, going to that be good. That would be brilliant. Because, I mean, we love the rival sons here on the Rock Show. We do. And, and we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not exactly the smallest Led Ze- or uh, smallest Deep Purple no. fans in New so I, I want to go. Absolutely. That, that, do you know what? That's going to be good. Because rival sons, I've seen some footage from their recent tour, the small venue tour in the UK. Mm. That they were on. Uh, yeah, and I think they can move that up to those big arenas yeah. that they have with Deep Purple. They have a huge sound. They've got a huge... Oh, they need a good sound engineer. Because mm. they have a difficult well, sound from they, a technical they, point of view. they got the guy working with Deep Purple. I'm sure they've, they've got that. Well, he's just used to just shoving everything up to 11 (laughs) (laughs) pretty much this is a track from Robin Ford's new album this is a track with Warren Haynes on guitar we're spinning back around track called High Heels and Throwing Things Robin Ford's new album, Into the Sun. There's some really cool stuff mm. on that, some really cool collaborations on that as well. That's High Heels and Throwing Things. Speaking of High Heels and Throwing Things, Sharon Osbourne has joined legions of metal fans all over the world in agreeing that Lars Ulrich, drummer from Metallica, mm-hmm. needs a slap. 
I, I, I concur. <laughs> I mean, has she got any particular reasons? Well, he's described, she's described Metallica as family to her and Ozzy. Um, even, quote, big mouth drummer Lars Ulrich. Um, Robert Trujillo, the new bassist, um, was part of Ozzy's band, of course, before he joined Metallica. So they, then they, they've toured together and they all know each other and all of that sort of stuff. She's basically saying, lightheartedly, he's a bit of a big mouth, is Lars. He needs a good slap sometimes, but we love him. No better woman than Sharon to dish de- de- out the slaps, I think. <laughs> Um, news from Andy Fraser this week, former free bassist. His memoirs are finally being released. Um, no actual date I can see yet. The book is entitled All Right Now and should be available very shortly. Written shortly before he sadly passed away, age 62. Wonderful musician. It's going to be a wonderful book. We're looking out for that one. and wishing well obviously you just can't get away with that just can't get away from it great track and Um, not on the Eurovision no (laughs) so Kerrang this week have released a list of their top 50 heaviest albums of all time interesting just going to run down the top 5 for you you've got a 5 I'll do it after this White Snake and Fool for Your Love, and taking us up towards the news. Before we leave you this evening, this this top ten. Yeah, so it's the top fifty heaviest albums, um, as done by Kerrang magazine. I'll give you the top five very quickly. You've got At the Gates with Slaughter of the Soul, Slipknot. Sorry, At the Gates with Slaughter of the Soul. Yes. Okay. Um, Slipknot, Iowa. Okay. Converge with Jane Doe, Black Sabbath, um, Masters of Reality, okay. and Slayer, Reign of Blood. Now. That Slayer album, that, yeah. that okay, that's heavy. Yeah, but not to take away from I me, mean, there's some great albums on the list, but there's a lot of heavier stuff out about. A lot of heavier stuff that's been written in Kerrang! magazine. Not sure. Have you ever seen Slayer live? Yeah, but I mean, if you talk, if you want to talk really heavy, let's talk about bands like Severe Torture and Last Days of Humanity. We'll do that next week.